Is that an answer? Yes, ma'am. Yes, bitch. Girl, yeah, I got my instance going. Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I record outside, because I'm in my, I mean, like you, you can see me. But for those that are listening, um, I've been recording on my patio, and not just my podcast, even the stuff that we do with Black Creative Circle. I'm usually outside. One, my office is never clean. Two, I mean, it's pretty outside. And three, normally when we do stuff with the Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana is usually at a time when my husband is home and my dog is out. And so mm-hmm. I don't want him, like, I could easily be like, babe, can you go in the room? I need to, I need to, I need to have a meeting. I need to do this workshop or, you know, host this creative combo or whatever. But like, if he's been working all day, he just want to chill and relax. I'll just be like, you know, I'll just go outside and let him and the dog run around the house or whatever. Yeah. But you don't want to inconvenience I'm sure like y'all have seen other, other, um, Recordings were like you see a tail and a ball go running by, or you hear my husband yelling or whatever. But anyway, I'm out here with my incense. Though, long story short, I'm out here with my incense. And girl, they got some nice ones at Walmart now. The premium. I'm, if you're watching, I'm putting it up on the screen. But the premium collection in these little tubes, and it's like forty sticks. Okay. And this is sage and citrus. Yes, sage and citrus. I have to see. You know, I usually go for that nag champo or super hit. Which is like my favorites. The what? Like for real. It's called Super Hit or Nag Champa or and then you know I like Palo Santo, but I like like the actual stick of Palo, which is which is dope. I don't know what that is. I go for lavender. <laughs> <laughs> I go for cactus flower. Um, stuff like that. But I'm really into the burning the wax burners. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of those in the house. But yeah, girl, I got my instance out here rolling. And um, you are listening to a Daydreamers podcast. I am the Daydreamer, Erin Davenport, and I have my girlfriend, Kayshana. She's not a stranger to the show. She's been on here before. Um, but I got my girl here today because, like, I just miss you, and I needed to know. Like, I talked to you the other day, and you were just like, "So, when's the next episode?" And I was like, "Girl, you know." Let me go ahead and do this. What you doing? Come on the show, girl. I miss you. People be waiting. Like, I be waiting trying to see, you know. Really? I look forward. Yeah, I look forward. It's so funny because I still, even when I'm on the radio, when somebody says, oh, I heard you I heard you the other day, and I'm just like, you did? It's still weird to me that people hear me on the radio or they listen to my podcast. And I know people listen to my podcast, but it's like, you look forward to what I have to my show and want to know about well, what I yes. talk about and me yelling at my dog in the background. I just had to put his ass in the kennel. But it's like you look, you want to know about that. It's mad entertaining and like you do you do dope ass topics and you have dope ass guests. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> guest Thank you. But um, but girl, what's been popping? What's been happening? How'd you spend your morning? What was this? Normally, and you know what's funny? Me and Kayshana, Kayshana Hall Davis, usually <laughs> talk to each other at like six in the morning on Saturdays. Like, we some old women. Because we are. Oh my God, girl, let me tell you. So, yesterday morning, I was up early and I was uh, FaceTiming my little brother. And I was just looking and I was listening to music and I looked down and I'm like, I'm in this silk robe. I call it the waiting to exhale robe and I'm listening to like the Isley brothers on my, like my record player. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm old. 
is that what this is? Like I'm I'm up here like drinking a smoothie and like wrapped up. <laughs> wow. Girl, my 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 grandmother, um my heavenly grandmother, uh Mary Louise, uh I she be all in my spirit. She's been gone for like two, three years now. But I promise you I get up in the morning, I come outside and I let Ragnar out to go handle his business and I'm I'm just all in my potted plants. In my robe, do I have drawers on? Maybe, maybe not. Have my coffee. I'll be sitting out here on my patio, just looking at them, talking to my plants. Girl, Mary Louise is all in my spirit in the morning. And it's just a crypt up. You know, you know what I mean? Like you just look up one day and you in a, a, a kimono robe listening to the Isley Brothers. And like, like, I was literally talking to him about like how to find volume. You're talking about math. And you're lecturing somebody about schoolwork. <laughs> And I'm like, when did this happen? Like, when did this happen? Become the adult in the situation, but <laughs> right, right. When does this mean? Speaking of girl, okay. So, I talked to all of my siblings this week, and this may sound weird because I think you probably only know about my brother Evan. That's what my mom. Uh, yeah. But. My dad has kids. I'm the oldest of his kids and the oldest of my mom. My mom just has me and my brother. My dad has four total. And I'm really happy. Like, I talked to all of them this week. And that doesn't happen. Like, we didn't grow up together. If you listen to the show, you already know my dad was not in my life. He had other children. He was not in their life as well. And we were different parts of the United States. Um, so we did not grow up together. We knew of each other. Um... But yeah, and so the there's one that's right up under me. He's five years younger than me. And then my sister, my two younger siblings have the same mom. She is nine years younger than me. And then the youngest, he is 12, 13 years younger than me. He's probably like 22 or something like that. Because uh, I think they're three years. But anyway, but just slightly... And like me and the younger one, we we have a pretty decent relationship. Like the last time I saw my youngest brother was at my wedding in 2016. Prior to that, the last time I saw him and my sister, because like I said, they, the youngest ones have the same mom. I was 21. I'm 35. I was 21. And their mom invited me up to, they live in Minnesota, Farmington, I think. Um, but they're in Minnesota. And she invited me up for a week. I was 21. Prior to that, the last time I saw them was when I was 16 at my dad's funeral. And that was my first time seeing them. Did y'all know about each other, like, prior to your dad passing? Did we what? Did y'all know about each other prior to your dad passing? I mean, we all knew about each other. I knew I had siblings. I didn't know them. I had never met them. I I hadn't seen pictures of them. Like I said, the first time I saw the two younger siblings was when I was 10th grade, basically. Hmm. And that's when my dad passed away. Um, And I met them. My little brother was probably like three or something. Like, you know, I I doubt he even remembers. He was so (laughs) little. Uh, And my sister, she was old enough to know what was going on. She was probably like six or something. So, um, and then the one right up under me that's five years younger than me, we never met never met before um he um and i only remember us talking on the phone one time i'm not saying that we didn't talk before because i have pictures of him when he was little. like 
you know how you have you had them little t-ball pictures and stuff like that yeah. I have a picture of him when he used to play hockey and it was one of those type of team pictures and um so I know there was communication but I only remember talking to him one time and I was either in high school or college something like that um probably was college but that was but up until this week like I said I'm 35 now this is our second time talking on the phone he doesn't he's not really active on social my sister isn't active on social either but me and the, the younger one we talk quite often he came him and his mom came to my wedding and stuff and I even invited my brother that was right up under me him and his mom and when I talked to him like this is our first time talking in years I was talking mad shit I was like you wrong for that he was like, you really going to call me and fuss me? I sure am. I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm not how I am with my siblings, even though we didn't grow up together. Like, I'm not going to be, hey, I'm your sister. We family. And I thought about like approaching them, approaching the ones I don't talk to often tenderly. But I was like, that ain't you. So my brother, I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, wipe the crust out of your eyes and call me. I got to tell you something. I'm not approaching you tenderly. This is me. Like, we siblings. We, I don't, I got to tell you something. You need to call me back. My sister, I called her, left a voicemail. And I was like, hey, babe. Like, we knew each other and had seen each other before. So I was a little more tender with her. But I was like, hey, babe, give me a call. I got something I got to tell you, you know. Like, hit me up. You know, left it at that. But um, I talked to all of them, and it was so good. Like, me and the younger one, we talked. And so it was just, you know, good to hear his voice again and everything. Nothing out of the ordinary but my sister. Hadn't heard her voice in years. And she was so happy when she called me back. She was like, oh, my God. She called me back like three days later. She was like, I just got the voicemail. Like, oh, my God. You know, hey. And I was like, hey, babe, what's up? You know, what's the deal? What's going on with you? Um, and she was just so excited. And it felt good for her to be excited to want to hear from me. But then also I was like, girl, you should have been calling your sister. And I told all of my siblings, not really the younger one, but the other two, I was like, we need to stay in touch. We can't let other people's actions and how they live their life referring to our dad determine our future and our relationship and, um, I talked to them and I told them some things that were going on in my life and I was like you know I'm guilty too so I was roasting the hell out of my brother but I was like you know I'm I'm a little guilty too but at the same time I've reached out to you and you didn't respond to me so what's up with that I ain't do nothing to you you could respond you know what I'm saying I invited you to my wedding and your mama I ain't got no problem with none of y'all ladies you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Like, what's up? I'm getting married. Let's do this thing. Like, you know, whatever happened was years ago between our father and our mothers and stuff. And, you know, honestly, I feel like the other, my brother and the two younger siblings, I feel like they mamas might have had some issues, but my mama was so far out the, out the way. It was like. They probably did, but like, as adults, like, they, they really don't have nothing to do with y'all. Right. That, so, that, that, that and then, like I said, my, um, my two younger siblings, their mother and my dad were actually married and stuff. And, you know, she, I reached out to them when I was younger and she reached out and invited me to their home when they were older and stuff. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's I'm not saying there's no issue, but I think t- years had passed and mm-hmm. stuff, but still, I'm in this thing, I'm the shit, and I ain't got none of y'all. So, you know, but anyway, all that to say, I talked to them and it was so good. And it was, it was just, it's just crazy. I told my Ooh, husband, I you guys have to my sister, and he was like, your sister? This is a sister I don't know about. And I said, well, I've mentioned her before. I said, you know, I said her and Xander, my youngest brother, I said, they, they, their mom, they have the same mom. So you've heard me talk about her, but you just never really heard me talk about it. And then I told him when I said, I talked to my brother. He was like, your brother? I said, yeah, the one right up under me. He was like, oh. I said, yeah. I got to <laughs> he just knows of the youngest one because 
that's the one that I connect with the most and stuff. But, right. but yeah, but they were all like, you know, I told them the stuff I had going on. They were like, well, we need to, I need to come down here. I need to come see you. And I'm like, well, you do. And I need to come see you too. It's both ways. But I'm like, you do. You shouldn't have stayed away from us. Come on up under me. You should never stayed away. I reached out to you a lot of times. My youngest brother has reached out to you a lot of times. We ain't do nothing to you. What's up with that? Well, a lot of times, you know, when you're younger and certain things are ingrained in you and also you don't know what she was told or whatever or whatever. But again, as adults, you're supposed to be able to make your own decisions. But I can kind of see where she would be leery, I guess, you know, you know, whatever. But I think um, this is a, a really good time to reach out to people that you haven't yeah. been reaching out to because all you have now, I'm not going to say all you have is time because you really don't. Some people still got, I still got to go to work, but like, you know, like our only link is our dad who was not in our life and also died when I was 15. So they were kids. They were 10, six and three. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's our only link, but it ain't really no link at all. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, girl, yeah, it, uh, long story short, I talked to my siblings. <laughs> well, it's good though. It's good. It's always good to reconnect with family, especially on a positive note, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not at a funeral because that's usually when everything happens. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Did you have other siblings with your dad? I know you have siblings with your yes. mom. And they're all like adults. Like I didn't oh. meet them until I was an adult. And they're all they're both of them are way older than me. I'm still in contact with my brother, who is awesome. My mm-hmm. um, he he's awesome. My sister, uh, I don't exist. <laughs> so yeah, like oh she's she's very uh, what's the word sanctified. <laughs> Out of here. So, I posted something, anything? huh? Because you, you have crystals, that's why she don't fool you. No, no, she ain't. She didn't know me like being or whatever. But I posted something. It was like it was like for pride or or something like that. This was a long time ago. This was before I even got married. This had to be like seven, eight years ago, something okay. like that. I don't know. Whatever it was, somebody was like condemning people to hell or or whatever. And I was like, oh, you know, basically like leave me, you know, leave them alone, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. whatever. You know, I'm pro everybody and pro everything. So yeah, it, she didn't really care for that. And I guess whatever, she didn't really care for it. She like blasphemed me to hell. And get out of here because you people live their life how they want to. Unless you out here for adults, <laughs> unless you out here messing with kids, that's it. That's it. If you grow, they say yes, they say yes, they ain't none of my business. You can't do no cannibalism type shit. Stuff like that. No. But because you said live your life how you want to live. Girl, get out of here. It was like her and one of her uh, church friends and they were just like, "Ah." it was via Facebook. It was crazy. And I'm just like, y'all, you you doing the absolute most. But anyway, she basically disowned me. We went to the funeral and it's like I wasn't there. Okay. It was that was a whole big big ordeal as well. Just the whole my dad passed away when you were an adult. Yes, mm-hmm. this was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot. It was a yeah. lot. I never had to. You 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 don't ever. Nobody practices how to do a funeral. So 
we'll say that. And it's also like not a life skills class. I'm like, okay, this is what you do when your parents die. And okay. Like, didn't weren't you didn't you have to be like the big sibling with that like the older sibling and take care of arrangements and stuff i did um because my brother didn't want to come and that was fine i respected that you know and it was just considering the amount of mess that there was over it from mm-hmm. people that i had never met in my life who mm-hmm. like it, it was really bad it was just really bad he didn't want to be involved and i get it because it was a lot of mess and it was just it's funny how people act when they think somebody got something. Girl. I'm going to just say that they go, woo-wee, they go. My dad, he now he took care of us to an extent in his afterlife. He he made sure that we were set up nicely. Now he left trust and all that type of stuff. I'm talking about an actual trust, you know, in the hands of people who weren't educated enough to have that type of complicated and it was because it wasn't like no just little thing. He was military, and I don't know the right. details of their average trust and stuff. It was like well researched and complicated and this and that, and it was really from my from what I remember, it was really good. But like you left it in the hands of people who weren't educated enough to to take care of that type of stuff. So you took care of us, but you also didn't because if anybody got screwed, it was me because I was fifteen when he died. So I mean, like you know. But anyway. He was at like some. I was able to get some things, and um, some needs were met, and I'm thankful for that. That he thought about me. I always knew he loved me, but you know, you got a funny way of showing it. But in the end, it was like, really, dude, damn, still fucking up. He <laughs> was like, um, because he was military too, um, so that's why they thought there was just like this amazing giant pile of money or whatever to get. My father was not a rich man. He worked with his hands. He was very talented, very awesome, but he didn't do a lot of business things. So there wasn't anything that also complicated things because there was no documentation uh-huh. or anything like that. And um he was older. He was in Vietnam. He was a Vietnam oh, vet. Oh. Yeah, he was older. Um you know it just Anytime people think you got something or something to get, mm-hmm. people yeah, I've never like, heard from he any of these people before me. in my life. <laughs> like, when he left me, my mom was like, Don't tell anybody because you'll be surprised of who loves you, who wants to be your friend, who has interest in your life because they think you have something. And I be, I be thinking that about my husband. Like, we ain't got nothing. I mean, he's provided a nice life for us, but I was like, it's probably some chicks out there just plotting or some family out there just plotting. They it's not about what you have. It's about what you exactly. appear it's to have. Right and now. Think you have. And he take care of us and stuff, but it's like, girl, we ain't balling. It's not about that. It's just about what they think you got. So, like, these people, like I said, my... you. He was a Vietnam vet, so he's way older. These people were all adults, and they knew of my existence. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever reached out to me to get to know me. That wasn't my job as a child. No. I was a child. You know, that wasn't my job. So I don't know you because you, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So come on. It's just now, now. I oh, like I'm with my dad's side of the family. It was like I was telling one of my cousins on that side, and we had met the year before my dad passed, so I went to go visit him. And uh, that's when we had met. And so I bonded with her and her siblings and stuff, and we kept in touch throughout the years. But I was telling her recently, like, I I grew up feeling unloved and unwanted from that side of the family. And um, 
and I think for years he was lying to them about the true nature of his relationship with me. And then after a while, it was like, it was evident, but it was like, y'all ain't know that. Like, you couldn't tell this, this dude was just lying. Like, he never got anything say about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only so much you can say when you haven't talked to someone. Oh, they doing good. That's all you can say when you talk to somebody on the time. But anyway, I used to be like, nobody really reached out to me. It's only been a handful of times I remember, like, that particular cousin, her mom reached out to me. She made a scrapbook of her family. So I got to know them through this scrapbook, and then I met them. And then um, I remember meeting my grandpa, like, maybe middle school and stuff. But, like, it wasn't really a lot of reaching out to me when I was a kid. So I was just like, and my mama told me she would do, like, when I would make pictures, she would send pictures to my grandmother and, you know, drawings and this and that. When Christmas stuff would come, she would have me call up, you know, that, that type of thing. But, like... When I got old enough to be like, oh, I want to talk to Aunt Sleepy, who's my mama's older sister. Oh, I want to buy a present for Aunt China, who's my mama's sister. That at that point, I'm talking about people who I have a relationship with and who right. have a relationship with me. So at that point, she was like, she was done. She wasn't, you know, forcing me or making me call them. Because at that point, I was mm-hmm. able to say, I want to see my cousin Maya da, 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 on my mama's side because I have a relationship with them. When you're a child, it's the adult's job to reach out. It's the adult's job in your life to um to facilitate that because you're a child. Mm-hmm. You know, so and if they see sometimes your your parents in in that instance, like they could be being protective because they know they're really not fooling with you like that. But they're not gonna tell you that, right. you know, exactly. or whatever. Um, so that may have been, you know, I don't I don't know. <laughs> It was a it, it was a cluster F. It just yeah, really I remember, I remember you being really stressed out, stressed out and sad during that time period. Yo, um, worst time ever. Yeah. Worst. What? <laughs> worst. Um, change it real quick. What? Um, what's been good? What's been going on that's good for you this week or just during this time period? Because we haven't really talked in a long time. Well, I got sick. Um, oh, and that's good. To, no, no, no. I, hey, I'm gonna tell you how it came out. <laughs> I got sick. I wasn't feeling very well. And due to everything that's going on, of course, I have to go to the doctor because you don't know what's what these days. You can have a headache and you have coronavirus. Yeah. Because the symptoms are so wide. So I wasn't feeling the best. So I took off and I was like, oh, shoot. I took off a day because I really wasn't feeling good. And I was like, oh, well, let me call my doctor because just you, you don't know, you know, and then I still have to go to work. So I'm around people and I have been around known positive cases. You're in a congregate setting, that's what they call it. Yeah, I mean, that and I've been around known positive cases and I knew it. So yeah. I, you can't be too careful, especially if you're not feeling well. So I no call COVID, 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 right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, um, I had to be tested. It was not fun. Um, but of course, you know, you can't go back to work until you get, you, you know, you find out what's going on, whether you have it or not or whatever. Yeah. Um, I turns out I don't thank God. Yay. I I just was not feeling well, but I started feeling better. Like, like the, the second, like the second day, or really like the third day I was off and I was like, shoot, maybe, but you know, you can be asymptomatic. So I was still kind of worried because I just didn't want to have it. You know, my husband's here. I don't want to get him sick. I'm not trying to spread nothing. Right. Um, But the good part of it was that I got some time off. You know, I wasn't feeling well, but Uh I got a mental break and um, I was able to start painting again, which I had not done in 
It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. The the last painting I did uh, was when I found out my friend passed from COVID. Um, and I just kind of... March, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, um, and I just kind of stopped because you just get to a point where you just don't feel like doing nothing. It's just like, you can't. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, I had to keep telling myself it's okay that you can't right now. I don't know how much I believed it, but well, I remember that because I remember you saying something like you couldn't really create anything. And I was like, girl, sit your tail down somewhere. Like, it's okay if you're not creating right now, even though that's who you are. You're not painting, but it's like you have a stressful job and your friend passed away and you're a caretaker. It's okay. Sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> it's <all laughs> It's like I have to remind myself to do that. And I think we all should do that because we put these expectations on ourselves or whatever it is. Like, okay, so you are a wife, mm-hmm. all right? And you are a bonus mom and mm-hmm. you are a dog mom. Right. And you also work and you're also a creative mm-hmm. and you're also on the board, <laughs> right. you know, of this organization. And like, so there are certain expectations that come with it. And sometimes depending on the environment, we have to release ourselves from that. And I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to me. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, and it is hard. It's hard because we wear so many hats, you know? So when you feel like, you you out out with- whole, like when the quarantine first started and you saw, you would see on social, like all the, if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill, a new job, and yeah, yeah. like, did you get sucked up in that? I, did. I read it, but I was like, oh, this for them people who don't have to go to work. Oh, this for those people who at the house and don't have to still work. work every day and don't have to worry about whether they're going to get it from positive cases at their job. Oh, this is for those people who are getting unemployment and making more than I do me actually working. So this for them people who don't have to do nothing must be nice. That was for me because, like, yeah, because I got I got laid off and I was girl. Don't apply. Like you know, I got my little unemployment at first. It was like 128 or whatever, and I was putting that on my car note. We were still living pretty much the same, but you know, but girl, when that extra 600 dollars kicked in, I said, "This is the most money I've ever made in my life, baby." You feel me? And I was like, shoot, that's a come up. And I am happy for those who get it. Girl, I was I was paying that car note, girl. I was buying some groceries and stuff, saving money. I was like, thank you, Jesus. But yeah, all that anyway. But I didn't really get sucked into it. Like I saw it and I was like, well, dang, maybe I should. Maybe I should. And I was like, you know what? Or summer bodies or whatever, like because you got all the time to work out. Or but you don't have the gym anymore. Whatever, like oh, and they open the gym back up. They taking my money. I'm not going. Y'all can have really? it. Really, I need to cancel mine because I'm in Planet Fitness. But I know the world has decided the pandemic is over. But girl, I'm not going. I got any time. You know they don't play about the contract, so I don't think I can cancel. Girl, I'm, <laughs> who's your contract with? Anytime. Oh, okay. I'm at Planet. Fitness. You know they don't play. but like like, i'm just like i'm not gonna get sucked up into that i'm finna i'm finna chill this was the first time i have been without a job and i was okay in the sense of i didn't get fired or i didn't get um uh or i didn't move or anything like that like i just got laid off because of the pandemic and i had to keep telling myself that like girl you got laid off because of the virus it's not your fault so i was like Mm -hmm. you know what this is the first time i don't have a purpose 
and I don't have to, I mean, yeah, you know, you want to always keep your skills sharp and stuff, but I was like, I don't have to constantly update my resume, cover letter, website. I don't have to be doing this and that. I was like, I'm finna chill. Me and me and my doggy was chilling all day, girl. It wasn't, it wasn't it's probably much needed, you know, and I wonder, I hope, I don't, it's, it's not going to happen and I know it's not going to happen. There needs to be a moment for the people who have been working this whole time. Yeah. The people in the grocery stores, the people at the hospitals, the people in law enforcement, the people, you know, who are, who are doing all these quote unquote essential jobs. You're a counselor. Um, You're never off. Never. And I thought, and the thing was, is that certain, other, certain people got to be off. And I'll say that, and they were, coming in uh, a minimal amount of times a week but we had to still we work for a different agency so I, we had to still come in every day like normal because all this stuff could have been there's a lot of things that could be done from home yeah you know so why not do them from home and i'm not even just talking about my job i'm talking about a lot of the other people who are coming in if it can be done from home let these people do it from home because even though you're working, you still at least you're in the comfort of your own home and you're not that anxiety. Anxiety is a real thing. <laughs> you know, especially, you know, you, you don't want to die, especially if you had somebody pass, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. especially if there was your friend or in your age range or even just somebody you knew, you know, whatever, or somebody who got it and it really took them down. Yeah. You don't want it. That's like you're worried about that. And you dang sure don't want to give it to the people you love that you live with. Yeah. You know, so it's it's real and there's no hazard pay. There's no I mean, there was a wall, so I'm sorry. It was out. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure it went inside. <laughs> um, there's no like Brickshire's. Brickshire's, I think it's Brickshire's, Target, Starbucks, Walmart, even Walmart with their treacherous ways. Like <laughs> even they are like paying their employees like hazard pay. Like there is no, nothing for the rest of the people who are working. You know, we still out here struggling. I think Tom got. I think Larry got some form of a hazardous pay, but it was like it's like you had to squint to see it. Mm-hmm. I think he got some form of like hazardous pay. Oh, good. He had to be like, like squint your eyes. And... <laughs> yeah, at least he thought about it. You know, because I guess it. Depends on the agency or whoever, the company or whatever you work for. Uh, my husband it was every month or, you know, with every paycheck. But I, I remember him talking about it one time. I'm going to say that. So I don't know how often he did it, but it was like, I got it. You know, I think it was like he got it and, and paid for something, like kind of didn't realize it was their type deal, you know, but he got mm-hmm. it. My husband, um, he's been able to work from home, which is a blessing. He's been working from home this whole time. As they got, um, I think they got hazard pay and they gave them 40 hours what? to use as they saw fit. So, yeah, yeah. Working from home, hours. hazardous pay and 40 hours? That's what's it's up. just like 40 hours just goes into your time bank. So if you need to take off, you can take off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I will say that the place I work for, they give you like when everything first happened, they shut the school down. They give you 14 days of pay if you couldn't find a caregiver okay. or if you get diagnosed with it. Like if you test positive, you can get up to 14 days or if you if you are caring for somebody who is positive, 
you can get 14 days, but it's not full pay. So for the, for if you're caring for somebody, it's not full pay. Mm-mm. How is that any different from like when you I don't know. have a caretaker for your kids? Or, I don't know. But you know, I'm going to say this, and this, it, you know, it's ever since my grandmother passed away, it's been times that I've been like, you know what? I miss her. I don't feel like she's not. I feel like she, I just haven't talked to her in a long time. You know, but like I miss her. I would love for her to be here. But at the same time, I'd be like, you know what? I'm glad she's with the Lord right now. My grandmother was, uh, she lived in Helena, Arkansas. That's right down the Mississippi River. So anytime it flooded, anytime there was tornadoes or up there, I was worried. You know, her and her sisters, the ones that were live, they're still living. They still live in the same neighborhood, you know, worried about that. Whenever, whenever it got real hot. Now, my auntie, my uncle, they kept my grandmother's house up. I didn't have to worry about her electricity or her dying of heat stroke. But it's still like it's hot outside. Yay. And then even when COVID came, I was talking to my friend Sharice. Her grandmother passed away a year or two ago. And I said, girl, you know, I'm kind of happy our grandmothers are gone. You know, like, I'm not happy they're gone. But it's like, we wouldn't even be able to see them right now. Like it would be, I would be worried nonstop, and worry ain't gonna do nothing but harm yourself. But it's like I'd be worried nonstop if they were still here. You're not. I haven't hugged my mama in months, months. Cause you take care of your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I haven't been, I haven't been able to go inside her house in months. So like, how is she do? Like, how is she doing? Cause she had, was it like a mild stroke she had some years ago? She had some a series of small strokes of what they call like uh, they think they're cluster strokes. Okay. Um, she actually just went back to the neurologist and uh, she might end up having to have surgery. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. We got a, uh, I think she's going to get another MRI. We're going to see. Hopefully she doesn't. Uh, but she has early onset dementia. Oh my so, God. And I know that. Yeah. And she got arthritis. So she can't do her hair very well. Like, so it's stuff she can't do for herself very you, well. I, you were time. full on. I knew you would take care of your mom, but like, I didn't realize it was to that extent. I knew she had some medical things, but to I didn't know like that. So you, like, um, had, me and my sister on a schedule. passed away and your mom. Yeah, and I can't and I can't do stuff for her like I normally would, you know, like so I can't really go and help her with her hair. Like I can't really go and do things. So what I I have been doing is like I'll order her things from Prime. Like she really likes puzzles, Mm -hmm. and now I got her into some word searches. So I will randomly get things delivered. I've also been writing her letters, so we have been like yeah, like handwritten letters. Which uh-huh. I think is dope because it's something I can keep and it's something she can keep. Yeah. Excuse me and refer back to when she doesn't remember you know, certain I things. I need to write my little niece some letters. You, you, like, you should. You should. Yes. Um, and I've just been asking her about like, oh, what was grandma like? Uh, my grandma passed when I was like really young. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember her, but I didn't know her before she had strokes. She had cluster strokes too. Mm-hmm. She was like paralyzed. She couldn't really talk very well. Oh. So I didn't know my grandma. I don't remember her prior to the strokes. So okay. I'm asking her about childhood, you know, da, 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 life in Chicago, you know, this is where we're like from, um, you know, what did you do around this time? You know, just, you know, just things that I can have. And because again, early onset dementia, I'm not going to be able to ask her yeah. these things later. Yeah. I can, some of the stuff she don't remember now, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, and writing is good exercise for her. 
I think writing is good exercise for everybody because I said on my last episode that I just, I, girl, spell check has messed me up. I can't spell anything and I need to start writing. Like I I don't really, there's some letters I cannot write in cursive anymore. Oh my um, gosh. Like I can sign my name, but like I had to practice that, that year, the year and a half I was engaged, I had to practice Davenport because all I knew how to spell was my my maiden name, you know. I didn't even then like I keep my middle name and I, I put that on everything now, my first middle and my married name. But some things I had and then like I never changed I changed my last name meaning I added my husband's name. I didn't take my maiden name off. So something's like when you go vote, you have to sign your whole legal name. So mm-hmm. I have to sign four names. And I'd be like, how you do I, girl, I'll be practicing. And then also like just like my vocabulary, I, like I I worked um, I worked a job where I didn't have to do a lot of thinking, and I say all the time I got dumb as fuck working there. <laughs> it's like my vocabulary has gone down and everything. I'm for real. Oh my god. Well, I can see that you know you don't use it, you lose it, which is a big part of why I'm writing my mama. Yeah, you know because I can see like from the first letter we wrote, I can see a difference from the first letter that she wrote me back to the one she writes me now and it's not like a oh my god it's completely and totally different but yeah there's a train of thought like mm-hmm. the first letter it was like sporadic random notes mm-hmm. and now there's getting some order to it mm-hmm. you know? so it, and again it's not like 100 perfect or anything yeah. like that but it's you know we're working it's an exercise it's like a mental exercise so she's she's you know Doing that, we got we got a. I think it, it's we, we need to write. We do need to write. Everybody needs to write. And yeah, if you do. are at home and you are you got some downtime, write write people a letter. Send them a little card. Go you know order you some blank cards from Michaels, which is what I did, and just write a couple people. It's nice to get some, a letter from somebody you love. It is. It really is nice, nice especially when they don't you don't know it's coming. It's very like, oh what's this. Mm-hmm. And it's handwritten, and it's you know my handwriting is horrible. And then I write in all caps, so you yelling at people, <laughs> and it's loopy. Yes, it's 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 all caps and loopy. I have horrible handwriting. Um, but um, but I will say this: I have started back working. I've been back working for like a week or two now, so I'm happy about that. And I remember when um, my job called me back to work, my husband was like, is that a good thing? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be bringing in, well, close, close. So what I was with my unemployment plus the extra additional $600, I am doing close to that now. But I was like, that unemployment, we don't know how long that stuff is going to last. It's, it's just going to last. First it's not going to last. Any type yeah, of unemployment. We don't have the money. We don't have the money, but they extended it to December. But after that, people are going to be on their own forever. And definitely that extra $600. So I was like, I will gladly stop taking this unemployment to go back to a job, okay? Especially one that, like I said, I didn't get fired. I just got laid off because it wasn't safe for us to be at work. But I was like, I'll gladly go back. And then, like, I'm working from home, which is even better. And I'm going to tell you this, Keishana. Like, I do not ever want to go back to physically going to a job anymore having to put on clothes and show up and I put on clothes when I'm at home you know because I, I need to I need to get my mind right even though I'm going to work I'm working at my desk in my office in my home but 
I still have some form of getting myself together for the day, but getting mm-hmm. up and going somewhere, girl, I don't ever want to do that again. I don't. And I said that a long time ago. And when I was doing some freelance work, I was like, I don't want to work in anybody else's office. I don't want to go and clock in. I just want to go, go to the gym, and work. go to the coffee shop, work, you know what I'm saying? Come home, work, you know, like do my own schedule. And in a sense, I'm able to do that. I try to have, I try to work long hours Monday through Thursday to have Friday off. Um, but girl, yeah, I don't ever want to have to go to work. I just want to get up and go in my living room or get up and I go. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would absolutely love that because even when I do go to work, I stay in my office. I stay to myself because there's too many shenanigans going on. So I stay in my office. I've curated my office in such a way that it is a place that I want to actually be. <laughs> That's my office used to be in my last job. So like, it is nice. I don't use fluorescent lights in there. Them lights off. I'm blessed to have a really nice window where I don't need the lights. That's how I was too. I got my plants. My lights off and I just had that big window open all the time. Just It's me, the sunlight, my plants, my crystals, my my tapestries, my my things. And I had to set up to where I want to be in there. Smells nice. Right. You know, I used to have my little my little oils going off in my office. See, I can't, but it's just... I used to have that whole second floor smelling good. That's <laughs> all me. It was me. It's the vibe. My office is the vibe. You know, like, because you got to have... If you're going to be in there for all day or whatever, um, you might as well make it somewhere you actually want to be. your job is stressful. Being a counselor yep. at the facility that you're at, it is stressful. Very much so. Yeah, very much. Um, so. <laughs> but I will say this though, like I had absolutely, like of course you didn't feel this because you still had a schedule. You were going to work during this time, but like I had, I thought once we got when I got um, when I was quarantined, um, that I would just be like, oh, I don't have to go to work, girl. This pie, I'm about to be writing nonstop because like I secretly want to be some form of a writer, not necessarily a blogger, but you know, like I do want to write. What I want to write, I don't know yet, but I feel it in me. I feel me writing. I'm like, I can write. I can see if I can read all my little stuff. I can do all my little training courses that I've been wanting to do. Girl, I didn't do a damn thing. All I was doing was eating cereal all day. I promise you, I was out here like I was in middle school. Like, I was on summer vacation in the seventh grade. Like, that's how it was. Me and Ragnar was big chilling. We was walking through all the parks in Monroe. But you needed it. And coming home and, like, taking naps and watching Living Single all day. Like, that's not waiting for Larry to come home. Like, what you been doing? Girl, I've been calling people like, girl, what you doing? Oh, well, I'm working. Work? What day is it? Oh, well, girl, call me back. That was me. And I was like, I really thought I was going to be out here just, like, popping with my – I just got all this time to create and stuff. I even started painting. I started doing that. But, like, I didn't do it as much as I thought I would. It took me having to go back to work having to be at work to um, 
to do all the things that I wanted to do. And I was like, I never, I don't understand why. Cause I always thought whenever I was working or in school, once I'm done working or once I'm done with school or whenever I had just have time, I can't wait till I have time to just do all the stuff that I want to do, to read the books I want to read, to write all the little short stories, children books and stuff that I want to write, to record audio books. Cause I want to do that type of stuff. You know, like I thought I've always been like that. And now I have like a whole month and a half, two months of just being like, free and girl i ain't do a damn thing but lay down because it was needed think about like when the last time we had an actual summer vacation since we were kids we have not like you don't get that since since college, college like, when you got summer break like we okay. don't we don't have that we don't get that you intuitively did what was needed and so you got what you needed you needed that and that's okay i think that kind of goes back to um what you were saying like when they had all those memes talking about if you don't come out of this da -da 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 -da, with a six-pack and with a big booty and with a, a business, a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you ain't shit. Like, no, no. You do, you knew what you needed, and what you needed was walks in the park. What you needed was to be in the sun. What yeah. you needed was to spend time with your husband and your pup. You know, yeah. you needed you needed that. You needed to eat cereal and watch Living Single. You needed to laugh. You needed to do all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that and that's like, it just took me going back to work. Like I even pulled out my calendar. I used to talk about it a lot. My my Christian calendar I got from my friend's pastor. And I would just plan out my week. And I would plan out like my radio show when I was radio. I have not back radio hosting yet. I need to call them and be like, yo, I'm still here. Like, what's the deal? Um, but plan out my radio topics, plan out my podcast stuff. I plan out what I wanted to do for the week as far as like my spirit spiritually things like that because the type of calendar it was it it had a Christian base and you know so everything was like what are you gonna do for God what are you gonna do for yourself what are you gonna do for your community you know like scriptures and stuff to focus on so that's how it was but like it took me going back to work to be like I need to find some time to do all the stuff I want to do and I was like Aaron what the duck you had two months to do all this fun stuff and now you're trying to cram all the stuff you want to do in your two three hour lunch break because I work split shift, so I could work, you know, long hours and stuff and be off on Friday. But it's like, well, anyway, I'm not complaining, but it was just like, girl. Sometimes you got to get the momentum going. Yeah. And so that's probably why all of that stuff popped up when you went back to work, because that's when your momentum started back. Yeah. And it probably was like, gave me a reason to work towards the things I want to do. Because it's like, if you had a job you don't like every day, you're going to go home and and spice up that resume you know what i'm saying if you if you don't like if you don't like your weight then you gonna get it you gonna get in the gym if you now i don't want to say weight because it's not weight for everybody but if you just want to feel better about your body whatever it is you're gonna get in the gym or you're gonna eat the spinach because you got a reason mm -hmm. but so i guess that's what it was my job that i have now it's not a bad job it's really cool i get paid nicely it's full time like it's not a bad job i like it but it's still like you ultimately want to do some things on your own. I don't mind having a nine to five. I'm I'm cool with sitting back and getting that easy money and still working my own personal stuff on the side. I don't have no problem with that. I, I don't think I'm supposed to. Business off the ground. I say you're not quitting your job. That's just. I was, I was thinking about that. Like as of lately, I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to work for anybody, and I'm very good at what I do, and not because just because I say so, but because I'm told that and. um I just am, and it's not being a turd about it. Like, these facts, I'm good at what I do. I do these things very well. Um, but I don't think I'm supposed to work for anybody. I think, ultimately, I'm not... For anybody either. And I've heard that before <laughs> when I was younger. I was like, 
I don't get it. What do you mean I'm not supposed I didn't see myself like that. And now that I'm older, I'm just like, you know what? My old mentor was right. I don't need to work. But there's also maybe the type of people you work for. Yes, but if it's every, I'm not going to say every job. I mean, there's going to be something. Because I was going to be something or somebody or yeah. something, you know. Um, but if it's, if it's like things that are reoccurring and it's not even just with jobs, but like just these things in life, if you have an area, like maybe it's just not for you. If it, if it's like almost the same thing, every situation, mm-hmm. then it's probably not them. It's just you. It's just it's you. Whether it's like you feeling like you're not supposed to work for anybody or, you know, whatever, whatever. If you start noticing patterns, like you need to pay attention to it and be like, yo, so. I will say this. I, <laughs> I will say this, like this job, I, the, the work I'm doing now, it's, uh, I'm, I'll, I still work with the same company I was working with before the pandemic. We're just doing different work. Um, but it's a laid back job. I don't have to, I don't have to creatively think. So it's not like it's a marketing job or those type of jobs, you know, but I do have to critically think. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it leaves room for, for me to, do my creative work at home, whether it be with our organization, Black Creative Circle, whether it be whatever my husband wants to do, whether it be with my podcast and radio stuff, or even my random painting I've been doing. Like, it leaves room for me to do that. That's important. So now that I don't have a stressful job and I don't work in a stressful environment and things like that, hostile environment anymore, like, I'm still in a place where it's like, it gives you, it's giving me the means to go out and do all that stuff. And I'm not dog tired. And it leaves you the mental bandwidth. Like, my job is not very physically demanding. It can be sometimes, but it's not very, if you're lucky, it's not very physically demanding. (laughs) It's very mentally draining. So when I get home, I don't have anything for anybody. Yeah. Especially if, let's just take the pre-pandemic, especially if it was my day with mama to go see about mama. By the time I get home, I have nothing left. I don't have no conversation left. I don't have nothing left. Mm-hmm. Like to actually like create something or or paint or just anything mm-hmm. I have, I have left. so mm-hmm. I've been working on that and like I think it's gotten a little bit better or as as the people say like don't put your ashe in like all in one area don't give don't give your job your ashe or like you know that's for your stuff like mm-hmm. you do what you're supposed to do but you don't put your I'm not, and it's not the same thing as half-assing I'm not saying half-ass anything you're gonna do something do it well but you don't have to emotionally invest which is very hard when you're a counselor yeah <laughs> you know i mean you're supposed to not you know whatever but if you care about human decency like it's kind of hard Girl, you know two of my cousins are social workers very talented smart women they're in um atlanta georgia they're in atlanta georgia and one of my cousins posted in our family group chat her one of her foster parents, and it was his mugshot, and it was a police officer, and it was a um, his mugshot, and it was a news article. What happened was, she had uh, a family of four, four siblings, in this one foster uh, home, and the parents were going to adopt the kids until one of the middle kids, one of the little girls, said how the man had been molesting her for over a year, and so. She was, my cousin was saying, after some months of investigations, they got him. He was, he, he, 
um, was arrested. And so I was just like, you know, congr- I don't know what to say in situations like that. I was just like, congratulations on the arrest. Like, you know, that's, you, I don't want to be like, damn, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, congratulations on the arrest. It is. But I was like, congratulations on the arrest. And she's like, yeah, now we're hoping for a conviction. And I hope that works well in her favor, you know. But I was just sitting like, how you do with this? You know, I know there is some good things working with people and working in social service. You know, it, it, that hard work does pay off, you know. Um, but then in situations like that, it's like, motherfucker, I trusted you with these goddamn kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, how My job is literally dealing with that all day. This the, yeah. That's not few and far in between. That's literally every day. And you deal with, you got to be careful whether it's social services, social work, counseling, whatever. Be careful of vicarious trauma. We, you got to be careful of that too, shoot. You got social media. You got to be careful of vicarious yeah. trauma because yeah. you're exposed to it. Yeah. Oh, we are exposed, especially right now with everything that's like, going how on. Do with us. <laughs> how do you not want to fight these people though? Oh, no, you know, you do. You oh, do. Okay. You just. <laughs> I'm like, how are you not in Walmart and you don't see one of your patient's parents and be like, bitch, I'm going to up in, in this soap aisle. You do. You do. But, you know, you can't. You know, you just you just have to be careful. And that's where mental hygiene or whatever, mental wellness, clarity, all of that stuff, not absorbing things yeah. comes into play um which is again if you're like a halfway decent person it can be hard but it's yeah. like a it's like a muscle you have to exercise i guess mm-hmm. you know because and i think everybody should do it like i said even with social media because you see we see so much we're exposed to so much again especially right now we keep seeing these black bodies and these murders like who else is murder it's just constantly continuously girl I like no i was gonna ask you about that like have you done i haven't done any protesting um not that i'm not touched and, and hurt and don't want to give back and bring cause and all that stuff but like i i, I haven't been out protesting one i'm just it, the pandemic i mean the COVID is still out there COVID 19 is still out there causing problems you know what i'm saying but um I don't think Monroe had something at City Hall, right? Uh, yeah, it was at the Civic Center. It was a protest. It was a march. Yeah, and then I know Grambling State University and Louisiana Tech, they're like 20 minutes away from each other. They they combined and did some things out in Ruston, Louisiana. Um, but like, I haven't been out protesting or anything. Have you? No, and I'm going to tell you, it's because I still go to work every day, and it would not be responsible of me to go in a crowd of people where you know i could have possibly been exposed because i continuously have to go to work and it's sick people up there so yeah you know that wouldn't be right but other than that i would have you know one thing that i saw (laughs) on social media have you have you noticed this influx of juneteenth and black pride products these shirts these things Watch these companies. These are not black companies, like for the most part. Some of them are. I mean, like the retail. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, and oh, you know, on Facebook, they got the ears or whatever. So they're like, oh, she's black. Okay. Let's put this black prize shirt ad up, you know, whatever. But these companies are not black owned. Not only are they not black owned, you know, they're not ally owned either. Yeah. So they're not making any contributions to the, the movement or anything like that. They were just selling. Crystal T-shirts or whatever the fuck they were selling before, you know. Yeah. You look at the post, and then they, you know, now all of a sudden they got these shirts. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it don't really have anything to do with that. that by the uh and I, I made a post about this on Facebook. I don't really talk too much Con it's not really controversy, it's, it's everyday life for us black people, but mm -hmm. I don't really talk about the struggles of black people on social, you know, um, I talk about it with my friends and things like that, but like I'm not, I'm on social media to be talking about like how I'm craving gravy or something, you know what I'm saying, or like look at this new plant I bought, or look at my dog and my husband, you know, that's what I'm on social media for, but I did make a post about um, being surprised by some of the businesses that are you really i'm <laughs> this is this is what surprised me who was it it had to be somebody random i'm gonna tell you who it was i think it might have been somebody like lauren conrad you remember lc from mm -hmm. from laguna beach some it, if it wasn't her it was somebody like her who had posted about blackout tuesday or about black and i was just like like girl confused or not i don't know confused but just like huh and it wasn't like i'm not saying that these new people that are new to to black struggles should get the fuck on i'm not saying that it was just like you just expect certain behavior and certain comments and certain things from certain people it was some people some people that i follow brands podcast host this and that you know i expected to see something from them like i listened to unhappy hours hosted by matt balasai um do you know what i'm talking about he's funny he's a white gay guy he's hilarious um i like it i listen to when i need a break and i just need to feel airy and have fun I listen to the read i listen to him i love um, the read yeah the read is dope but um, I listened to Matt Bellasai. But anyway, like, I expected. I, I wasn't surprised to see that he was like, you know what? This is fucked up. Um, I haven't said nothing about it before, but white people stop being white. You know, like, he has a whole little segment on his podcast now that's, that's calling him and his, his producer, who's a white woman. It's like, white people stop being white. And this is going to be our segment in the show to talk about, to not just mention it, but to talk about things that can bring a change. Which we kind of yeah. so it's like you expect certain people to be like, I'm in this thing. I'm right here with y'all. Y'all are my friends. Like this is this is horrible. This is happening here to the black community and the blah, blah. You know, you just expect that. But then for some people, you're just like, huh. You know why? You know why? Because okay. the word of the day, the word of the 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 year, I guess one of the words of the year besides pandemic yeah. is performative. Performative. Performative art. So, yeah, yeah, hey, no, just performative. Performative acts, which means there's no real change. It just looks like you're doing something. Mm -hmm. There's there's no real change. You know, it's come on. Like, what is what is the point? Like, oh, we're gonna do Blackout Tuesday. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna paint Black Lives Matter. Or we're gonna do like this, or we're, we're gonna do that. But you're not yeah. really changing anything. Who's in who? Who's on your um your board? Put us on your board hire us right open your purse i mean since you're talking things. about board since you're talking about the board real quick board <laughs> don't say it no no, no i was i'm just saying oh since you're talking about boards i didn't even catch this but okay so you guys by now you know i'm a part of a group and i helped start a group called black creative circle of north louisiana kayshana's on the board as well she's the vice president so 
the big thing is, of course, increase the visibility of Black creatives in North Louisiana. One of the ways that we do that is by um, providing resources to Black creatives, linking Black creatives, having events for Black creatives, but also you can't grow by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so partnering with um, partnering and collabing with other uh, creatives of not of color, just other creatives. Anybody can be a supporter. Like that's yeah. not you know yeah. yeah anybody. We're really open. You can come to the events and everything. Our events are for everybody. It's just put on by us because we know yeah. we don't take care of ourselves. But you can come through because we are a resource. Yeah, we, we welcome it. Doing <laughs> all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's for everybody. Speaking of, we have a workshop on Wednesday. I'm gonna bring that up later. But collabing with different art councils and associations and things like that that are in the area. And so I didn't even, I just got so excited because our president and friend Vitus hit me up and was like, oh, so-and-so from um, the Northeast Louisiana Arts Council wants to know if we want to be in the newsletter. So I do the PR stuff. So I was like, hell yeah, send me your information. Like, I'm all for that type of stuff. Let me just get, I already have a couple write-ups. Let me just kind of compile some of the write-ups and get some things together because the deadline was like, when I talked to her the next day, it was like I need to turn, send something in within like two hours. Mm. And Keishana, I was just like, and then like, Keishana, you sent me the link because I didn't see the newsletter when it came out. You sent me the link. Oh, I, that was for that? Yeah. Uh-oh. You sent me the Shut link. up. You Are know? you serious? Yeah. You didn't know that? You didn't no. know it was in the newsletter? No, 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 no. I didn't know that that was for that one. I thought it was for like a future one or something. Like that was it? Well, yeah, that was it. That was, okay. yeah. So I just saw, as Keshana was like, oh, the newsletter's out. Did you see this? And when I, when I saw you text, did you see this? I thought you just meant like our appearance with <laughs> newsletter. And so I was like, oh, girl, I didn't see it. Send it to me. Um, and so I looked at it to be like, oh, boom, yes, there we are. We are in the Northeast Louisiana Arts Council newsletter. And I'm like, that's dope because, um, like I said, we want to become visible. But in order to be visible, we also have to collab with other people and organizations that are here. Um, and yeah. they also have to see us other than just a group of black people. They got to see us as the community. A We're serious. Talent, you know, serious about what we do smart about it you know what i'm saying like we are actually an asset and stuff y'all just don't know about us because y'all because we're not in the mix or y'all don't mix with us if you know either way but um kishana you said you saw something different what did you what did you see because i, I didn't know you prior to the email okay i didn't know there was a request i didn't know that because because you're our public you know, you're our coordinator. So I don't get those things. It wouldn't come to me. So I didn't know that there was a request for that. I had no idea that you participated in it. You, you know, you know. Um, I didn't know it was that email that you were talking about. I thought it was for like a future thing or whatever. But it was just basically this thing, uh, like, you know, we don't, we, we are for peaceful protesting and things like that. And we, we stand with peaceful protesters. We don't condone any violence or anything like that. Cool, cool, cool. You know, the murder was heinous, you know, cool, cool, cool. Um, here's BCC. And then it had our spill, the thing you wrote, basically what we're about and yeah. things like that and a link to get in contact. And it was also an introduction of new board members. Uh-huh. Who were all white. Okay. So, okay. And, you know, so, and, and that's, 
And see, you I know, didn't even see that. I just looked at the newsletter to be like, to, to make sure my stuff was, it, our stuff, my stuff, you know, because I take whatever I do, I take it seriously. So, you know, um, so my stuff, our stuff was in the newsletter and it was how I sent it. Like, there it is. And when you told me, it was like this whole paragraph about how art heals and how it's supposed to be inclusive and things like that. And you know what? Let me pause because the board members that the, that were replaced from there were also white. I think there was one person of color. I think I don't I'm not sure. I'm not going to guess at what her nationality was, but it was one person of color. And maybe in the history there has been. But from what I've seen, there hasn't been. But that doesn't mean that that's just fact. That there has just never been any black people on but the board. I ain't seen none. But, but, so, not necessarily Black Lives Matter, but like, yeah. No, I, no that was never said, ever. But like, love never all. Never said, that's not gonna be said. Love all, no looting type stuff. Yes, no violence. And here are our new white board members. And see, this is the other thing why, why we created this organization, because I'm not that in tune with the Arts Council here. There's like, a need. The only reason why I know as much as I know about it, which is very little, is because I have friends, you and Vitus and Rodriguez, that are involved more in depthly with the arts councils and stuff like that around here. So, um, so yeah, so I didn't even, it went quite straight over my head. I was like, oh, and then when you said that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So they just used us? That's, it appeared to be you. that way. <laughs> it appeared to be that way. And I'm going to say it appeared to be that way because you'll start and you'll say, this murder was bad. We stand with peaceful protesters. You know, we do not condone violence or, you know, the the um, destruction of property or anything like that. Yes, the murder was bad. Art is supposed to bring people together, inclusivity, da -da 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 -da, peace and love. Everybody work as a community, which I completely get. And all those things are positive. Of course, it, it come on now. You know it's not going to say Black Lives Matter. You know it's not. But it also didn't say... It didn't say all lives matter either, but yes, it did. <laughs> but, but you know, it, you know, um, you know, hey, this is this and this, and we also want to take the time to include um, BCC. And so then it was what you wrote, a link to get to you, and also we want to introduce our new board members. Um, this is what I'm talking about. Like that's all well and good to, you know, at least they acknowledged it as murder, which I wasn't in that. So thanks, at least, <laughs> you know, because a lot of people don't even, you know, they'll say the death. No, it was murder. They said murder because it was, you yeah. know, and I know um, personally, uh, one of the people involved in that um, is a big supporter of Black Lives Matter, but oh, I'm sure they could not say that you have to be careful when you're like a, a you have to be. You have to be careful. You have to be mindful. You know where we live. You know where we live. You know who the donors are. You know where we live. You know who the supporters are. Yeah. You know our organization exists for a reason because it's not that many black people, you know, who are you know supporting of the arts or even invited into the rooms of, of yeah. these times. You know, invited to the table or help create the table. You right. Know? Um, so you you do have to be mindful. But I know for a fact that a person involved, she is a big supporter of it because I've seen it and I've seen her speak out about certain things. Uh -huh. So it's not that, you know, I think that, oh, no, they don't, you know, some things you just can't say, which I get, I get, I get to an extent because I know what we are. I know what we are. And you said it, but you didn't say it. So yeah. 
But ultimately, like I say, um, you can say these things and like I said, Blackout Tuesday or, you know, this, this hashtag this, hashtag that or whatever, whatever. But if you're not in actually including black people, <laughs> like actually making it a point <laughs> to include black people, then or or support like financially support the movement, you know, then what are you doing? Because just saying this and saying this and saying this, um, you know, you're not really doing anything, you know, like, but I know she does, so I'll say that. Uh-huh. Um, I know she does. Um, you know, are you correcting the people? I know you can't say this, but are you correcting people when they when they say certain things? Are you correcting your counterpart? You know that it's stuff. That is for real. The what? It, it starts at home. It does. It but does. It, it's like that with any and everything. And because um, it's a couple thing, um, I can't recall at the moment, but like, I'll correct my son or my husband on some stuff. And like, it really has to start at home. You really have to set the ground rules. Yes, home. it goes for us too. It's for everybody. Yeah. For everything. Like, um, just like any and everything, it all any problem in the world, it's got it starts at home. You correct that shit at home, and then it yeah. goes out to the streets and stuff. You know, are you correcting your loved ones? Like, are you correcting your friends? Like, or are you just loling at what whatever it is that type these jokes that are not jokes? Mm-hmm. You know, are you are you doing that? That's also doing something too, even though we may not see it in that moment. But that's also action. Performative is like being seen, you know, like, okay, let's do this. And also, you can tell when something's performative if now, as an afterthought, you want to try to include black people. Right. And like, you know what I mean? like don't do that. <laughs> to my, my original point was like, like I said, I can't remember if it was Elsie, but it was somebody like that. And I was just like, I didn't expect that from you. Not that I thought that this person, whoever it was, was like a raging, you know, a racist or was prejudiced or whatever. But it's like, I just, really? No, because it's on, no, and you still didn't get it. It's just on trend. You still didn't get it. She still didn't get nothing. It's just on trend. It was something cute. It was cute. So, like, what confirmed, and I put this on Facebook too, what confirmed it for me, the thoughts I had the previous day when I was like, all these brands that I just never, and these people and these influencers that I just see talking about this, like, I just didn't expect that from them, you know. Because it's cute, and I know that we're not buying things from people who are not. But my thought was confirmed the next day when Drew Brees. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, "Uh, what I was thinking yesterday is exactly wasn't just something weird, you know. It wasn't just no random feeling in my gut. It was for real. Not saying all these people like that, but just the feeling of like some of these people got to be full of it. You know what I'm saying? It was confirmed when Drew Brees said what he said, but then like now he went back on. He got on his tour of apologizing, and Shannon Sharp told him to stop. I listen to Shannon Sharp because people he still want people to eat at walk-ons, whatever. And they are because my husband said he passed my walk-ons yesterday, and it was like lined up outside. But um, but yeah, he went. Where do we live though? Where do we live? He's now educated. (laughs) But I was like, ah, that's that's it confirmed what I was thinking. Like this shit is on trend. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's something to do. Just like everything else with black culture, it's trendy. Because it shouldn't 
Thank you. Thank you. And you take and take and take and take and you benefit and benefit and benefit and benefit. And you don't give back. So some people now let me just that's not everybody, but that's what's happening a lot. It's like what are you giving back? Thank you as um I will forever thank my coworker. His name was Ben. Um I used to work at this other place and Ben was kind of a hippie. He was real cool. And he would, somebody would say something and he'd be like, thank you for your words. And I used to think that was so rude. And I was like, wait, yeah, like, but no, that's all they are. They're words. So thank you for your words because that's all you're giving is your words. Okay. Giving anything else. Like, thank you for your words. Yeah. And that's just it. I mean, thank you for your words. Okay. They're words. Thanks. You know, but we're not getting anything back. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have to be active. Yeah. You can't just be like, and then to attempt to even come up with solutions without involving black people, that doesn't even make sense either. It don't. They need to be at the table. They need to be, yeah. they need to be helping you putting the legs on the table, as a matter of fact, before anybody even sit down. Like, we need to be a part of the tree. We need to be helping get the wood for it. We need to be helping. We need to be involved in every process because how in the hell can you? try to come up with solutions or come up with some sort of plan of action if nobody black is involved in any of your steps yeah <laughs> that's not the same thing yeah um, you know like oh we're gonna you know it, <laughs> and a lot of people are saying like oh it's up to white people to fix this no it's i mean it is but it isn't you know we still have to be involved yeah you know we we do that's not that's unfair like we, we have to be involved how do we expect them to they don't know you know some some people do know let's be real they know what they're doing but the ones who are trying to be helpful but don't know how to help how else are they going to know they have to talk to us we have to be involved yeah you know we just have to so I was talking to my cousin Vernicia she um that's the jewelry maker so if you follow me on my social yeah. media evolving eccentric that's my cousin uh beautiful pieces um i was talking to her the other day because i'm gonna get her to design some pieces um for a bracelet for larry something really dope but anyway but she was telling me how she had made some bracelets like some crystal bracelets or some beaded bracelets with blm on them and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And she was saying how, now she's in Little Rock, Arkansas. So she was like, you know, she's going to donate 20% of the proceeds to uh, the Little Rock protesters and stuff. But she was also talking about how she was basically suffering from imposter syndrome. Now she had already made the pieces and she was going to make a couple more, but she was like, I just don't know. Like, I don't, she didn't know how to feel about it. And I was just like, why? Now my cousin's also very much young. Uh, she's like 24 or 5, something like that. Um, and I think when I invited her down to Monroe for our exhibition for the Black Creative Circle exhibition, that was like her first time really kind of being in the mix of other Black people, other Black creatives. Like, And she's younger. So it was kind of like, oh my, she needed some guidance and direction, just some people to be around. But I was just like, well, why do you feel this way? Like, your bracelets are dope. Well, you know, they're cool. There's some beaded bracelets. They got Black Lives Matter, you know, initials on and stuff. Like, they're cool. And you're going to donate proceeds. So, I mean, like, what's why do you feel like you are being an imposter? You, why are you uneasy about it? And she was just like, 
she didn't want to feel like she was capitalizing on people's hurt, anger, fear. And I was like, well, why do you feel like you are capitalizing? Or why do you feel like you're taking advantage of people? And she was like, well, you know, because she basically she made these bracelets and she's going to sell them. And she made specifically BLM, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter bracelets. And she's selling them. And she was like, I'm just selling this stuff. And I feel like that's okay. First of all, stop all that. You are not being an imposter, okay? You are not taking advantage of anyone. One, you are a creative person. And how you express yourself is through your creative medium, which happens to be jewelry making, okay? So you're doing what you normally would be doing, okay? You're making jewelry. This is what's going on. Also, art mimics what's going on in society and what's going on around you in most cases. So in majority cases, honestly. So once again, why are you why are you uneasy about this? Second, um, you're, whatever you're going to make off these beads, you're going to send it to people who are out there protesting. And that's one other thing. She was like, she hasn't been out there protesting. That's okay. not everybody's job. Okay, I'm going to get not everybody's lane. She was like, I'm not out there doing this. And I was like, okay. And she was, and I said, your, your, your protests are going to go to people who are who are out there on the ground. You know, it's going to go to some protest relief fund in, in Little Rock. And second, people want to buy merchandise. It's a, base, it's oh. a sign of solidarity, and you're providing that. And yes. while allowing them to support a black business. Right. Well. Exactly. And using your creativity as an outlet, like you exactly. said. So, yes, yes. You know, you're not right. one of those people I was talking about on Facebook just popping up who just went and bought a cricket. You right. Know, Brenda in her basement, and right. now you're making Black Lives Matter shirt and Juneteenth shirts, and you have no intentions on donating any proceeds. It's going to like, secretly hate Black exactly. people. So, like, <laughs> exactly. So that's. That's what I basically broke down to her. And after we, we talked, she she felt better. Like, she had a smile on her face and everything. She was all slumped over. Like, I just don't really know. And I was like, mm, girl, get out of here with all of that. But I was no, like, you're not using that as a come up. I said, this smile. is your creative medium. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what you are a jewelry maker. And you are inspired. I said, maybe you should change. I forgot what word she was using. I said, maybe you should change. Um how you say it maybe you should say these pieces are inspired by the black lives matter movement or these pieces are influenced by versus i forgot what word it was it was it was something simple but i was like just change to inspired because you are inspired by what's going on around you and you made this yeah. i said if, if, if you need to talk about it then just say that i was thinking about george floyd i was thinking about brianna i was thinking about this and as i was thinking this is what happened you know what I'm saying? Like, as you're thinking and stuff, this is what your hands are doing. This is what came out. That's just what it is. That's how you express yourself. Think about black people because bracelet. You remember how many people walk around with what would Jesus do bracelets? Just because? You know what I'm saying? Like, remember those Livestrong bracelets in junior high? Them yellow bracelets? Yeah. Like, people <laughs> want jewelry. And some people want jewelry to reflect how they're feeling at the moment. When I put on my jewelry, it's how am I feeling? Do I feel like big earrings every day? But do I feel like these big old things right here? Do I feel like hoops? You know, people dress based on how they feel and what's going on. They want something to support. They want some, They want to tell people how they feel in that day. Not verbally saying it, but you can look at their wrist and see what's up with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
people want this type of merchandise. And so you're not taking advantage of people. This is what you do. And then also she was saying she don't protest. I said, everybody ain't supposed to be out there on the ground in the sun no. yelling. You know, like, that's not you. That's not the type of person you are. COVID is out there running around here. Like, there are people who aren't out there on the on the front lines, but there are people on the side that are passing out oranges. Yeah, water, water. Like they are supporting in their own way. I said, this is your way of protesting. You are creating silent protests. You know what I'm saying? You're creating, you know, pieces of jewelry that speak for itself. It's solidarity pieces. Well, that's what I, I feel like it is. It's just something that represents solidarity yeah. uh, with the movement. And like you said, like everybody, that's not everybody's lane. We can't all be outside. Yeah. We can't, we can't, and that's okay. I hope that people who aren't going to these things don't feel like they're not, you know, as long as you're doing something, whether it's calling attention to something or, you, you know, um, correcting things when they need to be corrected or don donating or, like you said, passing out water or yeah. if you're not the one to pass out water, say you don't have time, but donate to somebody who is passing out yeah. water. Go buy some oranges. Go buy so Capri Suns or whatever it is. Right. Go get some lunch for the baby out there. Because they out there. Yeah, like, you know, and give to that. Or, you know, maybe you're, your lane is holding space for people who need to talk. Because yeah. we need that. Too. We need healers. We need um, people who, who can allow people to, to talk these things out. Because, like I said, it's, it's late. This year has been uh, just a. Uh, a turd ball. It's just a shit storm. <laughs> like it just, we are halfway through and it is just, yeah. we are tired. Everyone is tired and now yeah. black people are really tired. We are exhausted yeah. and we all need to talk. So like, it's just, if it's as simple as allowing your best friend to vent, you know, or somebody else like to cry on your metaphorically on your shoulder. Cause you know, COVID, but you know, <laughs> you know, it's just, Holding space for people is also like a thing. It's important. Yeah. Super. Oh, yeah. Important. I was like, girl, get out your head. Get out of your head. That's that's really what it all is. I said, you know, like I just started painting. My my creative medium for the most part is radio, and uh, I don't do it a lot, but my podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's really where I met photography. I, I started taking pictures. I last time I took pictures was in February for Black History Parade and stuff. I probably take some pictures today, but you know, I was like, I've been painting pots for whatever reason, painting's just been calling me for over a year and I'm just now doing it. And I slipped up. I was talking to myself one day, though, like I normally do, uh, talking to myself. And I slipped up and called myself a painter to myself and instantly was like, oh, girl, oh my God, I was embarrassed. Wasn't nobody in the house, but Ragnar, he wasn't listening to me. He was chewing on some shit. Like, I slipped up and called myself a painter and I was like, no. And I had a little bout of imposter syndrome but and I was saying that be, that's because I have friends, you Vitus, that are actually painters and are very talented and very good. So I'm just thinking my little crap. Okay, well that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. And I was like, you know, we all go through that. It's okay. I said, but you know, like you got to get out your head sometimes. And what you're doing is supporting the movement, and you are you are expressing you. through your creative medium. That's how you get things off your chest making jewelry so you're fine and even with this podcast um and even when you go back to the radio station you're providing uh just a joy nugget you know yeah. even if it's just however long this podcast is like a, like an hour or whatever out of somebody's day that they get to That's enjoy good. something yeah. 
enjoy something, even if it's while they're still working, but they're enjoying something because it's not, I'm not going to say there's not very much to enjoy right now, but you know, if you are trying to be mindful, you, I'm sure you can find some things, but there's not very much to be overtly joyful about besides waking up in the morning. So, you know, we, we really just wake up and, and we're just glad that nobody in our family died today. Right. You know, like we just, we're at that point, the basics, like, you know, so if that you're providing a service yourself, you know, yeah. I don't know if you think of it that way, but you are. No, I don't. You don't, but you are. <laughs> like I said, when you told me, you were like, what's the next episode? And I was like, girl, you waiting on that? Like, you really are? <laughs> okay, well, you know, podcast fiends. <laughs> and I do have things. I do have some stuff planned. I just haven't done it yet. I don't know what's up. But um, is that your new painting behind you? It is. So if y'all if y'all watch this on YouTube, because uh, I'm on every major um, podcast platform, including YouTube. But if you watch it, you'll see this painting behind Keishana. And that's your new one, right? The one that you posted about. That's yes, pretty. Yes, it is. I'm actually in my studio. That's pretty, friend. I like that. And I'm not saying this because I'm your friend. Because <laughs> I like to work before I was your friend. <laughs> hey, follow me at Pieces by KHD on Instagram and Pieces by KHD on Facebook. And you can see an accurate depiction of what it looks like. Because it's this pretty. Is I like the colors. It's very light. It's light. This HP camera is not as light as it looks. No, I mean, right just now, like the colors. The colors are very, like, I feel airy. Like it's I'm supposed to. It's like called I'm, Back in the Day. What's it called? Back in the Day. Back in the Day. Okay. Okay, so Erica Badu has a song called Back in the Day. With things. Because um. <laughs> this does not represent current times. <laughs> like, clearly. No, not for me, anyway. So I was like, let me, I just want to do, I want to pick some happy colors, you know, quote unquote, happy colors. Yeah. Or whatever. And I, I wanted to, you know, it reminds me of summertime short sets when I was little, like, um, you know, but there's also, again, yeah. you can't really see Jelly candles. Yeah, that plastic smell. <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, you can't really see it, but there's a lot of texture on top of it, though. So it's no, not I, just like this. I saw the picture you posted, and I'm familiar with your work. So yeah, yeah it's yeah, pretty. There's I like, like a juxtaposition to it. And you did that while you were off when you were yes, yes. I did. It was me. Finally, just kind of like chill. Finally, and it wasn't. It's not even about time. I had some mental space. Oh, okay. Be. Yeah. Because when I get off, I could do things, but like I said, when I get off, I don't have it. I just don't have it. Yeah. Majority of the time. I just, you know, but we're working on it, working on finding a, a delicate balance because especially I think um, another thing I was saying about people who are still working, people don't realize that there's a lot more work too. There's a lot of more changes because of COVID. Not only do we still have to go during a pandemic, there's, um, there's other responsibilities. There's more responsibilities being added on. Yeah. So, and it's not just with me, it's everywhere. Uh, the grocery stores, they got to take extra steps. Like everybody got to take extra steps to do anything if you still have to work. And it's, it's more work and you still got to be at work for the same amount of time. And you got to, deadlines have not moved. You still right. have the same deadlines, but more work. So, right. You know, whatever. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, this is it. Uh, I love it. I really like the way it came out. It was pretty touch and go. <laughs> nice. It's really pretty. It's pretty big too. Now, yeah, it, I want you to. I want it to be like a little bit bigger than that because I want it to be a moon. 
Okay. I don't know what size that is. I'm gonna get okay, shot. I'm gonna have a. I'm going to have an original piece by KHD painted in my house at some point. I'm just letting you know. As right now, because I ain't got no money, I'm just gonna share your work <laughs> on my social. Well, I appreciate that either way. You know, I mean, I really do. I appreciate it. I'm just glad that people like it. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. Okay, now hold up. Now, okay, no wait. Okay, tell. Okay, y'all. So, okay, mm-hmm. trying to text me like eleven o'clock last night. <laughs> <laughs> with some bullshit. It was. It was some straight bullshit. Like, okay, an old mentor, basically. Mm-mm. We just gonna say people will sometimes people will um people will like to try to take credit for things that they had no involvement in. And I'll just say that people will people okay. will do shit like Bring you up and then try to pull you. That. This is pimp game. It's really what it is. It's a game. He sent me a screenshot of somebody inboxing her some straight bullshit, and it was awesome. <laughs> That's real cute. What you did, mm, it's cute, but it looked like something else. It looked real. It looked real close to something else, but it like it could be a whole lot better. And it, you know, if you need help, just let me know. But it's cute. Why would you? I don't understand that. And I didn't even realize, like, you know this person better than I do. And you were like, oh, yeah, this person is mad because they feel like it's very similar to some things. It is not. It is absolutely not. Because I know know that person in in y'all's work with nothing, nothing alike. So it's crazy how this person can be like, that looks very similar. First of all, let's just say, but if you need help, let me know. I can't do that. I can't do what they do. I can't do what Vitus does. No one can really do what another artist does because you just can't. It's like a fingerprint. Even if you try, unless you're like going to paint with a twist, which is not even the same thing at all. Right. Even if you, even in paint with a twist, you know how everybody canvases is different. Like y'all all follow the same steps. Y'all all have the same teacher. Everybody's stuff is different because you can't. It's like a fingerprint. It's gonna be something off about it. I'm not gonna say off. It's just gonna be something different. Yeah. You know, people people just like to they like to do things and they like to belittle you. Threatened? Is it? Are they threatened by you? They very well might be. I don't know why. You know, because but I can't see any other reason for you to. I could not imagine somebody texting me and being like, Erin, um, I heard your last podcast. It's it was nice. Um, I did a topic like that the other day, but if you need some help on structure, yeah. like what the fuck? Why would you I'm cool? Like, so what was the response? The repro- appropriate response for me would have been like, fuck you. I didn't go is that, the is that response for me is to not respond because whatever I say is not gonna be it's not going to be helpful to the situation. And I have a, have a um, belief that, which I do a lot, uh, if I'm pissed off and whatever it is, I ain't going to say pissed off, but if I'm, if whatever it is that I'm going to say is not going to be helpful to the situation, then I'm just not going to say it. I mean, which is the smart thing to do, which is why, <laughs> which is why we, I text, I messaged uh, our friend, Vitus, you hear us talk about a lot, Vitus, and I said, what's an eloquent way to tell somebody <laughs> Fuck off and fuck you. 
And he was like, don't say nothing. I was like, are you sure about that? Because fuck you sounds like a whole lot better. Because you can't. Because you still have to coexist, especially if it's a small community. It's real small. And, you know, you, you have to be mindful of how you handle things, even when somebody is completely and totally in the wrong. Because I feel like if you say that to me, then what are you saying to other people? Exactly. Because I've heard you say certain things about somebody else. That's what it is. I've heard you say things about somebody else who used to be associated with you. And if you said those things about that person to me, what are you saying about me? And if you're saying in my inbox this, you like this, again, never publicly liked it on social media. Never publicly liked it. And inbox me was like, it's cute. You know, and will say what you said. And it's like, well, what are you telling other people? Because it came to your attention because somebody said something, you know, oh, this is nice. Or, uh, you're, I, I, I would, I, I'm still over here. Like, I can't believe it because it's like, I probably would have been like, this, this looks nothing like your work. Thanks. But no, like it, which wouldn't be still good to say, but it's like, it's look, this looks nothing like yours. Like, I don't know what you do because I've never really seen you do it. I would have no way of knowing. I have no way of where am I going to get that from? I've not been to your studio. Not been to <laughs> you would just never think there's haters in the art community. I mean, no, what do you mean? It's haters in every community. But I just but that, when you think of haters, you think like what do you when you think of haters? What do you think of? You think of like somebody hating on me because I, I I'm I'm with they new I'm with they ex boyfriend or with they ex girlfriend. Like you know, you hating on the new girlfriend. You hating on somebody hair. You hating on somebody bit. Like when I think of haters, I never would have thought it goes down in the abstract art community. Yeah, it goes down with the paint be flying, paint be flying, brushes everywhere, fucking <laughs> no <laughs> watercolors everywhere. Yes, paint. Every fucking with acrylic oils, Lindsay, we got you now, but like <laughs> people, it, it's, it's, it's like what? They what? Like what? It's like what would that even look like? Like <laughs> no, nah, but people, people will try to create, uh, take credit, and people will be threatened. And I didn't even really take it at that because the first incident that I had with that person, I was like, well, why would they say this? And my best friend had to, Tyra. Had yeah. to bring it to my uh, attention. She's like, but it's because they're they're threatened by you because you got something because you because it's good. And I'm like, well, why do people? Because I never had anybody, especially somebody that you look up to. Older. He's. I mean, this person is older. This person is older in the whole game. This person it is really good at what they do. So I'm looking really up. Is revered in this community. Yeah. Like respected as far as they work, people that know this person be like, I don't really fool with that cat like that. But as far as the work, you can't take nothing away from you. Can't deny it. So why do you feel the need to come down on somebody who's who is coming up? And I didn't even know you like that to not like you at first. I I didn't know anybody who knew you like that. Um, The person that I did know, they had nothing but great things to say. I had no kind of feelings. No, nothing like that. This is all just based off my own experience. And she had to tell me, she's like, oh, okay, Sean, it's because they they must see something in you and they're scared. And I was like, I don't know why, because we are not this, we are not, I don't consider myself to be anywhere on the level right. of where that person is. And maybe I should. Maybe. That's, that's what. 
you got folks like that that's like i don't know who would, who would be the a rapper equivalent of, of this person like i don't know i don't know Somebody who was who was somebody who was beating Timbaland coming down on like I don't know who who's horrible. This is horrible now. Feel like an executive director that's coming down on on like a, a a level one administrator. Like why? Yeah. Why? And then there's room. And I, and again, this is why there's a need for the BCC and why we are, you know, it's, it's important because there's and room. This person's one of us. And and there's there's room. Like us. So there's enough for us. For for everybody. I can't. There's room, and and I support everybody. If somebody asks me what kind of paint I use or something like that, some some younger artist or whatever, I tell them. Why? Because it's not gonna hurt me. What? They're good. They're good. They don't have nothing to do with me. Right. Like it's kind of like how you said, like somebody hating on clothes or hair or whatever. Just because, Erin, you're beautiful. Just because you're beautiful doesn't mean I'm not. Like it doesn't work that way. Two things can be true at the same time. Now, granted, there are gonna be people with preferences or whatever for your work or your look or hair or whatever. Yeah, but two things can still be true at the same time, and what your greatness does not diminish mine. That's that's how I look at it. Yeah, everybody don't think like that. Yeah, you know, even that's where you get Mean Girl syndrome, or I guess meme, yeah. meme artist syndrome. <laughs> from art to feel a twinge of envy or jealousy, I will be like, "Whoa, why are you feeling like this?" I'll take a step back and be like, "What is it about the situation?" that is making you that's making this little small twinge of envy or jealousy pop up and i have to identify it and then i yep. deal with it and then from there it's like you know what is it if it, if, if it and it's more than like if it is even something that makes it because i'm not really a person like that i'm not i'm not a jealous person i'm not an envious person you know um we all get a little insecure at times to be like oh well they still glossy yeah. in their mind what a, you know that happens but if i ever start to feel some form of like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I need to figure out what that is. That's what stuff I just come in. So that it can be erased and let me deal with yeah. whatever I feel. Because whatever, because whatever it is, it has something to do with me. That's it. It don't have nothing to do with Shaniqua or let Paul or whatever the hell it is. And then I'm going to go over there and I'm going I'm to I'm promote you. So I'm going to like your stuff. I'm going to do whatever. Because it's dope. Do that Because it's fine. Yeah, because it's dope and because it's fine. Just do that. Why can't you just do that? And if you still feel some kind of way in your body or whatever, then just don't say nothing at all and deal with what it is. So, like, if you see, like you said, you see a fine ass girl walking down the street, she's fine, like fine. You're like, eh, what you gonna do? You I don't hate you. Like, shit, I need to do better. You could just stop out and be like, oh shoot, I should do this. Right? Well, maybe I should do that. Yeah, you know, like talk to the people who are where you want to be. Yeah. Versus just being like, ah, they probably do this. Or they probably do this. Oh, ooh, they look like that. Or uh, talk to them. That's how you 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 level up and you achieve your goals. It's like some stuff you'll see. You'll be you you might feel some kind of way or whatever because you see something you didn't even know you wanted. <laughs> yeah. You know, like something you didn't even think about. But like, come on, come on, just do better. Do better. 
nine times out of ten is when you feel something and you do that self audit because you get a twinge or whatever the fuck and you feel yourself being mean for no reason or whatever. It's like it's really just you, you just need to do better. But yeah. like do better. Y'all had the same amount of time. So right. you chose to rush out the house this morning. So that's on you. That ain't on her. Right. Or like uh, your work or a podcast. Like, damn, it's a dope ass podcast. But if you spend more time in production. Right. Then, you know, it's a it's a solution for just about every everything. But I think that's dope that you do self audits. I do that, too. Yeah, you know, have like, to. You have like, to. Why, why I like this. Why am I feeling this way? I don't know what this emotion is. <laughs> I don't like it, though. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Why am I feeling it? Okay, so let's work on this so I can, you know, whatever. But um, I was thinking about uh, Alice Walker. Quote, I actually, I read it last night. It's not, I don't, it's she, she was basically saying, like, the biggest thing that people do is give up, they give up their power by thinking that they don't have any, you know. So, and I think that may be something that I did back then when I'm asking, like, why is this person belittling everything I do? Or why is this person talking to me like this? Like, raw innocence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're so raw in a sense. Like, you still needed to grow. And you needed that to grow. So, I mean, you know. And I'm like, I took it. You had power back then. Now, they say I ate the meat and spit out the bones. I took it for what it was. And I got, I dipped. I dipped because it was time to dip. It had been time to dip. But, like, you know, I took took what I, you know, I could. I learned. I'm not going to say took. And, you know, I learned my lessons. You know, I learned a lot, you know. I won't, I won't say that, but I really did learn a lot, <laughs> you know, but that doesn't mean just because you learn and stuff doesn't mean you have to subject yourself to being, you know, treated a certain way for no reason for somebody else's ego or yeah. whatever. And that's really what it is. So what you got planned for today? I'm going to the mural reveal. Yeah, I'm going to go. <clears throat> I'm excited. This um the mural that's gonna be um revealed today in downtown Monroe, it's for DJ Star. And if you're anywhere in the South, Louisiana, Texas, probably Mississippi, some areas in Arkansas, you've heard of DJ Star. Like really dope dude. He uh, passed away earlier this year, the same day Kobe Bryant passed away. And uh it was very sudden, very tragic. Uh it was in a car accident. It wasn't like he was out there just texting and stuff, like it was just a freak accident and so um a, there's going to be a mural of him downtown and i'm really excited about it because our friend Vitus that we always talk about he actually did it um and then um we knew dj star but i'm also i'm very good friends with his longtime girlfriend plus mother of his child gracie so i'm be down there supporting her um but i'm really excited about it like has there ever been a mural like this in no, not here. Not here. At Monroe? No. Okay, so I think we have no. We have one. I think Invitus did that one. Don't we have one? We have another one on the south side. Invitus did it. There's one, and I can't remember who it is. It's a, a, of a lady, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. But it's, it's of a, a lady. I think it's on the side of the food bank. I'm not sure. Not the food bank. Um, it is a food bank on the south side, I believe. Um, we'll have to ask them. But we only have one. And again, it's over here. We don't have anything 
downtown. Right. Like, it's like a mural of a person. And then the place that it's going to be at is like a really dope up and coming like bar, hangout, lounge place, event place. So like it attracts all type of people. Um, I know the lady that owns it. Uh, she's a radio host as well. So we work together. So I'm super excited about it. It's going to be live, girl. I already went. I've never been, so I'm excited to see the venue. <laughs> I got to really dress up. Really, why I dressed up to go to Brooks yesterday just because. <laughs> you did what? I put on a dress to go to Brooks yesterday. Like, just because like, I, I got dressed up because I just had not. Outside of work, like, I, I wear clothes to work because it's, like, business attire or whatever. But I have not dressed up casually. Age. Uh, I would have got me a cute little, give me a cute little $10 dress from Rainbow. Because what is brunch? Like, what is brunch? We don't even know what that is anymore. Is that a word? What is that? Don't remember. A distant memory. Right. So I'm what is a mimosa? What is bottomless? What is, <laughs> what is bottomless? What is, what, is, what are any of those things? I don't. What are beignets, girl? What, what, are, what are beignets? Those are things. I've heard of them. <laughs> what, 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 is, what is sitting out on the river? What is that? Yeah, what, what is that? What is that? I've heard stories of it, but, you know, it's just such a, it's, I just can't yes. what it is. You know, I've never experienced it myself, but I hear it's a, you know, it's a great it's thing. I hear it's amazing. Oh. I hear, I hear it. You know, I hear. <laughs> what is shrimp and grits? What is that? What What are those? And you, what are those blueberry bite things? <laughs> like because I hear that they're good blueberry bread pudding bites. Like, burger. Like what is? I, I've heard these things about it. A burger with an egg on it with bacon. Is that such a thing? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, frittata. What that that sounds Spanish. That I don't know what that is. Rattata, I just, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I've been there before, but it's maybe just, it's like that French toast thing that people were saying <laughs> used to be a thing. Girl, so, I just can't wait to get out this video. But I'm gonna tell you this when I'm down there because they're also gonna have something in the bar area. Um, I'm gonna be down there with my mask on for sure. For sure. I don't know. It's gone no future. <laughs> Down there with hands and his eyes are on deck for sure. Uh, but yeah, that are you gonna come? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm okay. gonna stop by. I'm not gonna stay just because I'm not. Well, I haven't been to work, so uh, I'll be cool. And then uh, I also am negative, uh, I'm a negative, so right. that's awesome. Um, but I'm not gonna stay. Plus, I just mm, I don't want to stay. I may bring my camera, do take some pictures. Yeah, I thought I'd bring my camera too. Okay, so I started doing this thing on my last podcast, and I said I was going to keep on doing it. But there's a couple tweets I saw that I felt were uh, retweet worthy. And since they're retweet worthy, I said I would share them, okay? So there's two. The first one is by, um, her name is Evan Seymour on Twitter. And she says, I don't know who needs to hear this. Be mindful of what you tell the folks you work with. The less most folks know, the better. Anything and everything can be used against you. Friendly and friend aren't synonymous. And I was like, girl, that is so true because I'm such a freaking open book. And I have to learn. I have to make myself not talk to people, especially if I'm cool. Like if I'm cool and we vibing or whatever. But I have to make myself like don't say anything. Like don't say nothing. Like we got new neighbors and I met 
the new neighbor the other day. Ragnar was out here barking his ass off. And so I was talking to him. It, it was easy to just end up telling somebody your whole life story because he was telling me some stuff about him. And I told him some stuff about our family. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary like us, me and my husband, my dog. And I have a son. And my main reason for saying that was because if you see a random black kid, uh, you know, 180 pounds, six foot black kid walking around here. Be kid. That, that's, you know, that's my stepson that, that comes over whenever he feels like it. Don't be alarmed. You know, um, but that's about it. You know, we went to ULM. We've always lived on the University of Louisiana. We've always lived on this side of town because he's not from here. You know, so I'm like, oh, we always live on this side of town. It's nice, blah, blah, blah. So it was no, no more than that. But it's so easy to get wrapped up and just start telling folks like your whole life. And it's like, you don't know them people. What's on them folks? Especially if they're a good listener. That's the game. Tell me everything. <laughs> gonna tell me everything about him. You know? But I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna leave it at that. But yeah, I felt like that was on point. That it is on point. It's so right. funny. There's a situation um, that happened and it, it resulted in several people no longer having a job because of where you work at. Just, just be quiet. I ain't gonna say all of that. Just I. I know some. I know somebody okay. where they work at, and that's what happened. <laughs> they talked. Somebody talked to somebody. Somebody talked to somebody else, and it resulted in people no longer having jobs. Yeah, not even because it was something that they did at work either. That's the thing. It ain't had nothing to do with at work. Like <laughs> people that just a lot. You know, and also um, you know, with what you're doing at work, and then affecting your job. Like, where's that line at? Like you said, friendships. French friendly, which what was it? She said friendly does not equal friendly friend. and friend aren't synonymous. They are not, and two people in the same situation do not a friendship make. That's called a situationship. You can have situationships outside of romance, girl. You know what? And that's why, like, I be, I be looking at folks crazy when they ask me about my son's biological mom, and I be in my head like, look, we slept with the same guy. We not friends. Y'all not enemies oh, either, but you know how to be friends. Like, friends. like I just married her baby daddy. I don't know. Stop asking me questions. I mean, <laughs> no, we're cordial. Well, that's, that's it. That's, and that's, that's, all it. That is it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you got to be. No, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, y'all cordial and y'all work together on things and, and that's it. You know, yeah. that's, that's all that's needed. Y'all don't have to be friends. There's no, sometimes that happens and that's a bonus, but it's yeah. not, shouldn't go into things with the expectation of nobody owes you that. Okay. So, Another one, another tweet I saw that I felt was worthy enough to be retweeted was from Tony Tone from Twitter. And she says, and I retweet a lot of her stuff. She's really dope. But she says, don't be the person who only sees value in people after they've left you because you undervalue them. Learn to appreciate people in the moment, not only after they've endured pain from you. I think that's good. And a, and a lot of people, everybody needs to hear that, I think. Yeah, I think I might take that to Instagram, put that in my stories. I think I might do that. And I was like, you know what? That that is um, a good reminder to, it is. to stay present, to stay current, think, and be present. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, um, to to be mindful, like, just being mindfulness in general, practicing mindfulness and, and being present. 
Well, you see that like once, uh, like at funerals and shit. Like you wasn't calling, you wasn't calling Granny. You wasn't calling her. Why you over here? <laughs> why you over here crying and stuff? Or you, you wasn't you didn't even fool with that cousin like that. Y'all been beefed out over something stupid for ten years. And now you over here. That's crying. what I'm saying. Call everybody. Text everybody. Write everybody. Yeah. Right now, it's a it's it, it's always been uncertain. Nobody is certain of anything, even prior to this, but. Right, everybody reach out. If they don't reach back out, fine, cool. You know, we have no control over others' actions. It's something I teach all the time. We we can't control what other people do. Right. But you did your heart and genuinely mean it when you reach out, like reach out. I ain't saying like reach out to people who like did some like there's trauma involved or whatever. Yeah. It's to your detriment. But if it's not, you're like, dang, I really ain't talked to great aunt such and such. I really ain't seen, you know. ATO, I really haven't seen, you know, FaceTime. It's nothing to FaceTime somebody. Take an right. hour out of your day and just do a face FaceTime block. And just FaceTime everybody. Or Zoom. Zoom is a thing, you know, so communicate. Even if it's just for, like, five minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Reach out. So, we're at the end. Um, what you got going on? Anything you need to put out there? Any shame? Oh, you got a podcast coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's hear about it real quick. Come on, let's hear about it. Talk about so, it. So, it's going to be with me and my best friend, Tyra. Tyra's been on the show before, y'all. I was going to say, like, hasn't like she? Or something. She was on an early episode. It was her and July. It's, anyway. it's in the works. It's called Lavender and Liquor. Ooh! So, you know, because again, two things can be true at the same time. Multiple things can be true at the same time. You know, lavender, we real, you know, we got the crystal vibe. We, we like lavender, you know, but we also like to turn up sometimes. So there's oh. <laughs> things, you know, like we, we drink, you know, we, we we're very you know. mellow and calm and like centered, but don't get it twisted because, bitch, I be on the Hennessy. <laughs> it's like self care sips wine, but like. <laughs> Where is the Remy? Okay, as I soak in the you know, like you can enjoy as I call it the children's music because I love the baby. I don't know why he's a trash person from the really. I don't really listen to the kids. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm a radio host. Like I know of them, I know things, but I don't just be listening to the kids. See, like they it sipped in, it is it just seeped into my life, and now my workout list is like the baby mixed that. Oh, girl, like, before, the pandemic, before the pandemic, I had discovered Mulatto. And I do not like your name, but I was on Mulatto, girl. Right, I was on It's like I don't really stand for what you're saying, but like, girl, like, and then what am I little? Um, what is it? What is it called? You know what? Why do I have a craving for Whataburger? I think I'm gonna rob my Whataburger. Um, <laughs> what is it? Guilty pleasures. One of my yes. guilty pleasures for the treadmill and the stair machine is Bad Barbie. All my bitches young and bad. Young and wait, bad. wait, wait. The little white girl catch me outside? Yeah. No, because uh, first of all, they got me calling this girl bad behavior, and I know that's not her name. But she got oh that H in there for no reason because she just put that H in there because she's stupid. But that one, she's like, white horse, white rims, hi, bitch. Hi, that's my shit. <laughs> guilty. Guilty. <laughs> Like, I try to make sure that, like, my phone isn't up or visible when her song comes on. Because I want to know that I'm over here. Because it's a bop. You know, it's a oh, bop. You know, again, the baby speaking a bop. But, like, it's a bop. You know, whatever. And it's like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. you know. So. 
that's you what know, your you clock can, is going to be. You can so like those things and also med- meditate. Like you can, you can like those things and like have crystals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's about um, self-care and duality and like maybe some current events as well. It's still in the making. Actually, we're supposed to record our first episode um, tomorrow. So. Okay. Well, just let me know when you want the daydreaming to be on there. I'm all for it. I'm all for that shit. And y'all gotta, yeah, both of y'all gonna have to come back when y'all get it on and popping. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, we would love to. Um, I know, most definitely. So uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited too because I remember you've been talking about this for maybe like two years when you first said. Yeah, something. And you just never did it. <laughs> yeah, never like never got together. Like never did it, but um, working on. I'm working on, like I said, just finding that balance of thing projects outside of especially because my day job is so very stressful, like just making sure I have a life outside. Yeah. And that doesn't involve that as well. So it's important. A change in the weather for me coming and I can always tell when something's about to happen to me. I don't know what it is, but I feel the need to get my shit together. And like, I feel the need to also, I feel the need to go ahead and do all the things that I've always wanted to do. Cause I feel like my time is about to be severely limited for some reason. But, like, listen to it. At the same time, I'm just like, you also need to be getting your shit together. So, yeah, you can go over here and play and get painted pots and stuff, but also clean out the, the guest bathroom. Like, it's just like I feel the need to, like, get my house together, but also, like, go over there and frolic at the same time. You need to and listen to it. Listen to it. When, when we have those feelings or whatever. Especially I without a job. I knew something was coming. Do it. I didn't know it was that, but I knew something was coming. It was like something, like just freaking, just listen the first time. Like, and, and then like when we don't listen to it, of course, whatever happens, happens. And you're like, damn, I should have, you should just listen to yourself. Just you know, trust yourself. I'm you know, that's, that's the ancestors, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, talking to you. You can go and do it now. You really yeah, listen. <laughs> so, you know, but. Anyway, I really had fun. Like, thank you so much for having Yay. me on. Well, I'm happy. Some stuff I needed to I needed to do a show anyway. And then I, these are some things that I wanted to talk about. And then, like, when we was talk, texting and talking the other day, I was like, girl, come on the show. Let's, let's, let's catch up on the show, girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's always a blast. Yeah. Okay. Like, it really is. All right. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can buy your amazing art pieces. Oh, yes. Okay. So, on Instagram and Facebook, I am Pieces by KHD. That's my Instagram handle. That's also my business page name, Pieces by KHD. <clears throat> you know, so you can find all my pieces there. I also do photography as well so I, I paint and I do photography not much photography lately because of you know COVID not trying to be up on people you know right. but um I may have to figure out a workaround because I had some people um inquiring about some things I'm gonna try to see what I can do I have to do like some six stuff really yeah and I'm like well maybe I can figure out that why no that what is it why anyway you're so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's okay it's okay, but yeah, I'm just Pieces by KHD. Um, Keshana Hall Davis, if that's who I am, I am an artist and a photographer. All right, people, and hit up you. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Love Aaron AD. Follow the podcast everywhere you listen to. Uh, I'm on all the major podcast platforms and YouTube, okay? Uh, leave a review, okay? 
tell, yes. tell Apple, Spotify, YouTube how fabulous I am, okay? Leave Thumbs up. And um, also the podcast is on Facebook, Instagram, at a Daydreamers Podcast. I have Twitter, too, for the podcast. I'm thinking about letting Twitter go for the podcast. I'm thinking about it. I just don't really, I don't really use that as much, the, the Twitter. Now, the Instagram and the Facebook, I do. But the Twitter, I really don't. But as I'll let y'all know when I'll dismantle that if I do. But as of right now, find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at a Daydreamers Podcast. And um, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.